I have toxic friendships in my life. Yeah. I have toxic other relation, intimate relationships in my life. I, you know, I portray this confidence and great because I've always been a confident person. But I was like, when you actually have to sit by yourself yeah. in a quiet place, there are a lot of there's a lot of shit that goes on inside mm-hmm. where you're like, no way, I don't ever want to feel this bad about myself mm-hmm. and actually second guess or doubt who I am as a person. to Christy Unedited, the podcast, and I'm your host, Christy Gray. As the name suggests, we do things unedited around here. You can expect to hear open and authentic conversations with a side of real talk. Join me as I explore a wide variety of topics within the realm of mind, body, and spirit. Thanks for listening. We're here today with you because we thought that it was the perfect opportunity now that Christy Unedited is out in the world to actually talk to you about our journey of becoming not not just being a single woman, but what it looks like and the journey that led us here because I don't know about you, Sarah, but I feel like there is a lot of stigma around being single in your mid-30s, and everybody's almost waiting for you to get married, have kids, and it's really different today than it was when I was like 20. Yeah, absolutely, and I've even had to, like I'm a 35-year-old woman who's even had to almost like karate chop people away when they're (laughs) like, why are you still single? I don't know how many times I think I've heard that question in the last eight years of being single because that's how long it's been now. Yeah. Um, and then I realised, like as you've said, Christy, with that whole yeah. stigma thing is, you know, you have the child, you buy the house, when you're getting married, and when everyone around you is doing that, it's then kind of like you're the elephant in the room mm. because you're not doing that. Even though you're doing all the other things, it's still like you're not seen as whole unless you have that other half. Yeah, that's... Do you know what? That's what you said then. It's like being whole. It's like you have to be complete as a person when you have somebody else to complete you. And that's what I kind of always challenge. It's like, well, why can't I fucking be whole on my own? Why do I need somebody else to complete me? Honey, I can't get any more whole. (laughs) (laughs) Which we wanted to share with you babes today as well is not just, um, I suppose, not just the element of why we're single but the journey that led us here too because I think that when it comes to really owning who you are and being authentically you and um, owning your journey and the self-worth that comes with that, if that makes sense, then that allows you to be your best possible self for somebody else. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I think too as well, I think for um, myself and you, you know, being successful women and all that we've done in our careers and everything like that. And this, guys, isn't just about girls because we've had numerous conversations with our guy friends and people we meet out who are having the same... um, 
you know, I don't want to call it a challenge, but getting the same questions about why are you single? Or some of them are just in a relationship and then it's like, well, when are you having a kid and when are you going to put a ring on it? <laughs> um, and I think that's what's so beautiful about it is everyone does have that different journey of how they've ended up here. But I think we wanted to talk to everyone about this because we want you to know it's okay. Yeah. And it's great. And the evolving of it is like amazing. So <laughs> we're looking forward to sharing that with you today. Ah, so where should we start? Should we start with who you are? Because I always, well, if you've been following along on my online journey, you'll know that I um, share a lot of Sarah being my soul sister because I truly believe that you are my soul sister <laughs> in this lifetime. Woohoo! <laughs> um, but also, too, like, you know, maybe share with um everyone like who you are and then maybe we should we start from the beginning like yeah let's do it yeah awesome (sighs) so I'm Sarah club name SJTZ (laughs) it's a joke inside joke um you know I was born in New Zealand like just very short move over moved over to Oz when I was 12 young mum of 17 I've got a gorgeous 17 year old son who is about to turn 18 um and on that I think that's why I've probably been left alone a little bit more in why you single because I'm actually classed as half okay half whole because I do have a kid um so it's funny how that works out because I've had people go, oh, but you're fine because you've had a child, so mm-hmm. it's all right. Because remember, there's a time frame on everything. Like, God forbid if you turn 30 and you don't have kids. Like, yeah. um, <laughs> oh. <laughs> looking at me right here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and as you guys would have seen Christy's journey in the beauty industry, that's where we met. And that's where a moment I stepped out of 17, done makeup artistry co- um, course, and all that goes with it. And that was for about 10 years in the industry, but, you know, I was meant to go there so I could find my soul sister. We've been friends for about 13, 14 years now, yeah. I think it is, um, and it's been a big journey. So, yeah, I'm still in that corporate life. I do love what I do. I'm in that training space, and I think, too, is, you know, developing people to get to their light bulb moments. And mm-hmm. I think it's not even just about that nine to five when you're paid to do something. It's also the other people that you meet um, around you and how you can share from all the experience and everything you've have is rewarding and is like a job for me as well. So, um, yeah, I'm 35 next month. Yes, I am still single for everyone who's still asking. <laughs> She's my Libran sister. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am a Libran. So I am on that search to always keep it balanced. And, you know, depending what day of the week it is, it can, <laughs> that scale can be sitting on the ground or whatever so and I think um discovering in the last 12 months which has been great is where my what do you come when you're going to quote me with this Christy is it my north star oh yeah so your north node or your north star or your purpose in this lifetime I think north star is just a beautiful way to frame it of what you're working towards or what what are your what's the skill that you want to master or to help you to this is going to sound super woo, but to work towards enlightenment, right? Yeah. Um, and just very quickly to share mine is to almost find, uh, no, is to find that twin flame. Mm. You can Google it. If you don't know what that is, it is a real thing, but not many, not everyone gets to have one. So I think my sole purpose is to, which is a is, is very Libran thing to be in partnership is a, um, but I think too as well in the last probably six years, I've really had to take a step back to be, Find me, 
you know, do you boo and find out who I really am and spending a lot of time because I have been that person from my first relationship was that was 14. Yeah, wow. And I was in a relationship all the way, I think, to like 25, 26 with someone, yeah. whether it was good or bad, yeah. um, that I needed to go on this journey the last, you know, eight years to really find out who I am. And, and his, there has been ups and downs, but it has been absolutely amazing and rewarding as well. Yeah, nice. I think too, though, like that would be, like I can only imagine how difficult that would be is that you're not only trying to transition into adulthood, so into your 20s, but you're also raising, a, you know, your beautiful son and then you're trying to find yourself at the same time. Like there's layers upon layers of that that would make, it would almost, it would be, I don't know, I can only think look at it from my perspective but that would be almost hard like to have the time to find out who you really are when you're defined as a mum and somebody that's you know got an L&D career and you're trying to be a partner or a friend and you know mm. you've taken on all these different roles but at the same time like you're still trying to work out who you are as well right yeah and I think I have to say like in just coming to this year where I like to say I'm at the end of um the parenting when you're going to 18 <laughs> it's not true He's not going to leave the house. Um, <laughs> but I think being a young mum and there's nothing wrong with it is growing up with my child and he's actually mm. t- taught me so much about myself, which is beautiful. Um, and I don't have any issues with, you know, having a child young. You know, there's all that stigma too. Like, you're too young, you're too old. Like, nothing is right. You just know what you're meant to do and go on this journey and we have. And it has been a lot to juggle. Um, I think I did fall into the trap, though, of using my son as a, as an excuse as to why I'm single. You yeah, know, okay. I'm sure every, all the ladies out there can do this. Like, he needs to be good enough for my child, rah, rah, rah. No, I, you know, I don't want to bring anyone into his, into his life or or whatever. And I did fall into and I kept actually using him as my, like, roadblock to dating or seeing other people. And then the reality check was, well, he grew up. Now what's yeah. your excuse? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Okay, so when do you think, like, when was a, um, a pivotal time in your 20s where, because, um, and to give you, to give everyone some background, so Sarah and I met, you know, over 10 years ago now, and when we first met, we were in, like, full party mode. Like, we're definitely not um, low-key, <laughs> You could say, right? Spending the last dollar to buy that passion pop. (laughs) (laughs) Depending on whose shout it was. Um, I think we, like, drunk through most of our 20s and, um, you know, um, if you've already listened to my episode, you would already know that I've had quite a colourful upbringing as it is. And and then when Sarah and I met, we were in, like, full swing party mode. And then... um, I had a pivotal moment in my 20s. It was actually um, in my Saturn return. Um, or It was like I literally woke up on that 28th day of my year around the sun on my 28th birthday and life just changed for me. And um, I know that you almost at the same time were going through changes in your life as well. So when did that journey of self-discovery start for you? Because I would imagine that also has a big, that's a big part of why you have been single for like eight years, you said, right? I think, and it's actually probably about the same time because if I think about six years this started, Mm. and it literally was, I'm sure you've all been there, you know, you have one of those massive nights or two or three day bender, you Mm. feel terrible, 
about yourself. And we all know, guys, drinking, partying, all that is a depressant. Like, it, yeah. it is no matter what you say or even if you wake up the next day and, like, I'll have a green juice to balance it out. It doesn't work. Um, (laughs) what are you trying to tell me (laughs) but I think as well for me you know and I you know we could talk a bit about relationships and stuff later I'd had the massive couple of relationships thought I was in love at like 16 um and then I was on rebounds with people to make me feel better about myself and I think it was I was just going through this motion and my um beautiful bestie we were living together at the time and it's like we had this moment where we need to wake up, we both need to go home and sort our lives out <laughs> and we did and then you have to actually get in your feels and really think about who you are and I was like, I have toxic friendships in my life, yeah. I have toxic other relation, intimate relationships in my life, I, you know, I portray this confidence in great because I've always been a confident person but I was like, when you actually have to sit by yourself yeah. in a quiet place there are a lot of there's a lot of shit that goes on inside mm-hmm. where you're like, no way, I don't ever want to feel this bad about myself mm-hmm. and actually second guess or doubt who I am as a person. So it was about that same time, I reckon, probably 20, 27 for me, 27 years of age yeah. that I went enough is enough. And mm-hmm. yeah, I built on that. And then I've become whole. <laughs> <laughs> there's the whole Yeah. But insane, like what about um like you know, talking about your journey, when did it all actually start for you in terms of relationships? And Yeah, so it was interesting because um, so I, in my early 20s, so I actually moved to Australia with a partner and um, he and I had been together for, I think like, I think in total it was around like five or six years and um, like we were planning a wedding Um, We were engaged. I was, like, ready to get, like, loved up. And it was really interesting because – and I love and appreciate him as a person so much as well, and I really appreciate that chapter of my journey. But there was also this element for me where I just knew it wasn't right and that wasn't my path I needed to take in this lifetime, which I can look back now and say that, but at the time I just was like, oh, this just doesn't feel right. And I just think it wasn't my time. And, you know, to go from being in your early 20s with somebody that has been really instrumental in you moving to another country and, like, he was my support person here and that would have been probably before I met you as well. And to then go, you know what, I'm going to do this on my own. And then the soul searching didn't start for me, though, straight away because I still was ready to party like that was my my issue is that because I have so much fire in my natal chart I like to have fun and so fun is like that's why I love being like life of the party (laughs) I'm like you know want to be in and amongst it all and so you know I think we must have been oh I would have been like maybe 24 maybe maybe even younger than that when we um decided to break up and then I probably partied and um slept with a ton of guys and did all the things leading up till I was around 28 but what changed me was a relationship that was a relationship that was a foundation of lust and not love and um I've written about this relationship before and I really am super grateful that it happened, but I was seeing somebody that was like 20 
20. <laughs> 21. You could just tear already. And at the time, like, I was 27. So there was a massive age gap. So our values and beliefs were quite different. But he was like a little hottie. And I think I was attracted to that because I had no self-worth, mm. right? So my self-worth was like a one or a two. So hence why I'm like oh my goodness, this guy's amazing. And I just allowed him to sweep me off my feet. But I almost needed to go through that to hit rock bottom. So long story short with that relationship um, was that he had was actually in another relationship. He was having starting a family with this person um and here was I thinking that I was going to start my life with him so that was me at 28 that will that happened at the beginning of that year and I turned 28 in August and we'd been broken up I definitely would have been like a few months and I'll just never forget waking up on my 28th birthday and just after all that trauma from that relationship and going what the fuck am I doing with my life and what does Christy actually look like without the drugs, without the alcohol? And how can I make her the best version of herself? Mm. So that's really was the what what created that ripple effect of change. Yeah. Um, but it went from one end of the spectrum to the other of like taking a guy home from the club <laughs> and I don't even know his name to... I almost retracted to the other end of the spectrum where I didn't even want to um, even be with a guy mm. because I didn't even really know who I was. Yeah. Because when you take those those masks away, yeah, it's so difficult, yeah. right? Yeah. I just got on one. Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> that's good. Um, but that's funny you say that because when you're asking me about. When did it happen for you? And I, I was mentioning that, but mm. as you was, you were speaking. Like I think about, you know what? It's always a man or a woman that will do it to you. It's yeah. always a relationship that will cause you to hit rock bottom or something like that. Apart from those like pivotal moments of everything else that happens in life, of mm. course. But um, similar to Christy, probably mine was a little bit separate because I did have a rebound boyfriend after like being seven years in a massive mm. relationship. That was a huge part of my life. Um, I did have a rebound. This person just thought I was the best thing since sliced bread. And I was like, yep, love on me, whatever. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, and fell into it very quickly, um, realising that that person was in a completely different mindset to me because I'd just begun the journey. Yes, still out partying and all that. Um, but I was probably taking a bit of a step back because I was like, oh, yeah, I could stay at home more often and we could do this, but yeah. they didn't want to because they were years younger than me as well mm. um, and not on that same mental Fine. level as you. <laughs> um, and I think that moment was for me when I was that girl who got a phone call in the middle of the night of that boyfriend doing something he shouldn't be doing in the club and I just chucked on a pair of jeans, no makeup on, drove into the valley and dragged his ass out of there. I don't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to mention any names. But do you know what? I said to myself after that, I will never fucking be that girl that drags her boyfriend out of the club. Like, yeah. that was like the yeah. lowest of lowest self-worth. And people looking at me with that sympathy in their eyes. And I I actually look at it and I actually feel like it's a movie mm. that I'm watching. And I can tell you what I was wearing, <laughs> what he was wearing, 
what people's faces were saying and I was like, I will never be that person again. Mm. So it does. It takes a it takes a lot to do that and it's great. But I'm similar to you. Like I did, you know, go gut with people, but there was nothing. I was numb. Like I was like yeah. I actually embraced my masculine to mm. the next level and was like, Can you get it? Can you please leave? Like, the next day, like, it actually meant nothing. And, you know, and that's when you know you've hit rock bottom when there's no emotional attachment or nothing to anything, which is terrible. Like, it's not it's not a great place to be. Mm. Um, and then you kind of go, well, you know what, I actually, that, that delving into your own self and... Doing the work, right? Yeah. Doing the work. It's, and it's hard because you've got to almost find this equilibrium when you're doing the work. Like, I've gone from one extreme to the other and look... Having being a Virgo, that doesn't surprise me. We are, I feel super compelled to be on one tangent versus another. But if I look back, I almost wish I hadn't have been so hard on myself sometimes as well when I was in this journey of discovering who I am and I was almost seeking perfection. So if like say I did go out and have a few drinks and shit got a little bit wild, mm. I'd then beat myself up for a week because I was like, God, Christy, you've been doing the work. Like, what are you doing to yourself? So again, it's like, it's so nice being in this place now where mm. I can go out and have a great time and also like talk to people and not feel guilty about it and also not berate myself or overthink it of oh did I do something right or wrong or what did I say and like just being really comfortable with who I am yeah Mm. so in saying that then let's talk about the work what does the work mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh my goodness what does the work mean I'm and I think it looks yeah. different for every person. Yeah. Depending on work needs, what work needs to be done. Oh, my goodness. Like, where do I begin? Like, the work for me started when I was 28 and I'm 36, like, in this month, like, in August. And, you know, I think the work started off superficially, whereas I just wanted to look good because I was, it was almost like revenge body, like Khloe Kardashian. <laughs> like I just wanted to look good after um, my life fell apart and when I was 28. Um, but the, the work started with, you know, getting into the gym and looking after my health and fitness. And then that then transcended into um, eating well and um, understanding nutrition um, but then that then led to all of the other pieces of, you know, what you need to do when you work on it. Like I call it, like this is why with my, my babes, with my clients, I talk about the mind-body-spirit connection because I really do believe it's all interconnected and you can't work on one without working on another because mm-hmm. they are interconnected. So, yes, it started with body and health and fitness, but that then led on to mindset and I I was really blessed and you would know, you know, you'd resonate with this too being in, with a background in adult education and learning and development. Yeah. You know, a lot of that's mindset because you're doing, like, you know, behavioural profiling, mm. you're understanding what motivates people, you know, like um, like psychometrics, anything like that. So I already had that foundation, but I was able to then up-level that even more with the mindset work I was doing on myself. And then the spirituality piece came last and that was actually that's been probably the most surprising piece of my journey is that I never really saw myself as being a spiritual person but it was there um and then that's become like massive in my life probably the last 24 months and Mm. I don't even know what the catalyst has been for that it just 
again, actually, no, if I digress, <laughs> that would have been when I hit rock bottom in Sydney, when I had the adrenal fatigue and I thought I was depressed and mm. I was like, something's got to give. And then that's where my spiritual journey kicked in. So yeah. I can't, I'd love to say that doing the work is one thing, but it's yeah. not. It's been many layers and it's been, you know, it's been a real big journey of self. Yeah. And understanding who Christy is so that I'm happy with exactly who I am and where I am and what I'm doing so that when I attract a partner into my life, which I can actually say now, which is so exciting, like mm. I'm finally ready to do that, I can attract somebody that's going to meet me on that same level. Yeah. Whereas before, that never would have happened. Yeah. So true. Mm. Um, what is the work? Okay, so what does the work look like for Sarah? I think um, all the, like very similar to you. I think fortunately, I've always worked out in some way um, in terms of exercise. Mm. I'm like um, exercise whore. Like I jump from one thing to another. It's the Libra, um, yeah. <laughs> like to, you know, but it, and a lot of it was to find that fast fix. And I have tried everything, you name it. And, you know, and I know this sounds everyone's, you know, it sounds like that everyone's doing it like yoga. That was a big because I was able to exercise. I feel really good about myself. My food is like still to this day needs balance at all times. And I've had a lot of stuff with gut issue and all that, which has taken me on a different journey. But I think if I didn't, wasn't doing all the work and actually found myself and wanted to feel better from the inside out, I would have never realized, known mm. that I'd had all these issues going on with my stomach, which um, which is great because I've been able to go on that and sort that out with diet and stuff. But me was not fixing what was going on in my head. So, yeah. and it wasn't until I started doing yoga and meditation and that's going into yourself, being in your own thoughts. You're like, holy shit, man. Mm. Like, it's a next level. But it was so good because I am a Libra and I overthink everything. I never stop thinking. Yeah. So, it really does help. Um, so, all that kind of stuff. And definitely, and I think, like, um, when we talk about self-worth and stuff, because, you know, I can do the exercise, I can eat healthy, I'm yeah. externally feeling great, but I can still stand in front of a mirror and be like, ugh, and pick everything apart yeah. or whatever. Um, now I'm kind of like, you know what, it's, there's nothing like acceptance, right? Like I feel being, having, genuinely accepting yourself and going stretch marks, blemishes, whatever. Yeah. Like seriously, if that's a problem for you, then you need to, Get, get get come back to reality because that's actually the reality of w what women, you know, what their hang-ups are, really. But do you know what also, too? I don't even think guys care about that stuff, <laughs> no, to be don't. honest. It's us <laughs> girls. We're the ones that berate ourselves yeah. and are worried about, you know, this, as I was showing Sarah today, my hypopigmentation where the pigments died on my leg, and she's just like, well, you've got a hot little body, so no one's going to be yeah, looking at Yeah, and here it. I am telling her about how I'm freaking dry brushing my booty <laughs> to make sure it's got no dimples. <laughs> yeah, they don't care. And you know what? Plenty of people have told me my peach is nice, so gosh, whatevs. Um, but I think too, like, you know, and I know self-love has definitely mm. been front of mind for so many more people that, you know, it's out there more about loving yourself. But like you said, um, Christy, you mentioned about, um, like, did you say it was artificial or? Artificial. 
Like with, you know, like, you know, wanting to look good. Oh, and yeah, totally. It's a, um, I use the term superficial, superficial right? Superficial, Like anything surface. Artificial. Yeah, artificial. Sorry. What are you trying to she say? She is completely real. <laughs> um, I looked look, I looked a little artificial in my 20s <laughs> with uh, those blonde hair extensions and yeah. the fake tan and the fake nails. Actually, that's exactly, but that to me is superficial. Like, yeah. Again, you do all the stuff. Because you're not happy with who you are, whether yeah. it's the colour of your skin, you need false lashes to look a certain way, you might, you know, rely on anti-wrinkle injections, whatever it may be. And look, I'm not against any of that stuff. I think if that makes you feel good, but there's a line. Mm. And if you cross that line, you're starting to lose sight or connection with who you are, do you think? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um and, you know, and I think, too, uh, even a shift in the last couple of years, like, I used to pay so much money on outfits to go out and look fantastic. No one gives a fuck. Yeah, I know. Apart from you. I went out a couple of weeks ago and I wore some ripped jeans and a shirt and got more attention than I ever have. And I'm like, can I have that refund back for all the freaking outfits I bought back in the day? Yeah, so I think it... Um, Sorry, and back to, like, doing the work. And you know what? That mind, body, spirit thing you talk about, Mm -hmm. I felt so good, but there was still something there. I was like, what is going on? Like, I could feel it. And when you actually get to that point of connecting those three, mind, body, spirit, and they do link up and you feel great, your intuition and you just, like, when you whether you call it your, you know, your intuition, your spirit guide, the Holy Spirit, your gut feel, whatever Mm -hmm. it is, that gives you more clarity and you that is nothing is better than that knowing that's there and you actually feel it you get it and it guides you like I think it's so important and I knew something was still up and (laughs) here it is oh still dealing with some daddy issues (laughs) and we we do talk about this a lot and I you know I don't like that word but I realized it was a lot because Mm. once it became you know conscious and my mind I realized oh my god I still have issues with my dad of um our relationship from like forever ago and I had some hang-ups there um I realized I needed to deal with that that shit wasn't going away and I hadn't even spoken to him in 10 years and so I seeked out help and realized I had like abandonment rejection issues all those lovely words that I'm sure all of you can relate to because Mm -hmm. we've all felt it um and there's such a pattern, like when you actually delve in and realise it, like I realised I was attracting men and going with men who, you know, and I was doing it because I was worried about rejection and mm. things like that. So I've repaired that relationship, which is fantastic, even if it did happen outside a fish and chip shop and me just screaming at him about all my feelings after not speaking to him for 10 years, crying hysterically. <laughs> um, was quite a shock. He actually thought I was dying and was ready to call an ambulance. <laughs> uh, but I got it out and, you know, what? it was so nice to, I think, you know, what, communication and talking about your feels, guys, it's the best thing ever. Like it mm. does help. It is healing it is a part of the work that you need to do. And forgiveness, I know it's hard for some people, but it truly does help that work. Mm. Um, you know what? There's still some stuff there that I've got to get over, um, but that was a, probably a big thing about um, the work doing that for me and thinking about all the past relationships that I've been in and how that has stemmed from it. Mm. Yeah. Well, the thing is we're so impressionable as children, so it's I think it's between zero and seven, like, most of our um, what's instilled in us and that what shows up 
especially as fear or roadblocks or whether it's a daddy issue, right? That's all learnt from childhood and that's zero to seven. And I think if it's if you're being lenient, it's like zero to fourteen. Mm. So again, um, and I can resonate with that because I had exactly the same thing, massive daddy issues. Um, and a lot of mine um, always stems back to is um, not being good enough. So A, I get like double whammy. One, I'm a Virgo. So as a Virgo, you just think you're not good enough anyway. That's just a... <laughs> 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 That's just part of being... I, I think you're good enough. <laughs> Thanks, babe. <laughs> um, well, I do now. See, this is the thing, right? But then having a father with a very colourful... Um, upbringing himself which is just a story for another day is and then not feeling like I was ever meeting up to his expectations when he wasn't really there anyway that just then transcended into all these other areas of my life mm. and I think that that showed up in my career and um, my relationships whether it was friends or like with boyfriends as well um, but that uh, there also was that element of with men especially where I could see that that could show up again and that could be not even in a relationship like even when you're with somebody and then again like overthinking am I not good enough or does he like me and you might not even like him but it's showing up because you haven't done the work yeah the work (laughs) the work so whatever the work looks like for you, <laughs> it could be still very different yeah. compared to Christy and I. But it is, and do you know what? I'm 35 next month, and I'm still doing the work. I <laughs> so think you do the work every day. I think you do. I think it, it never goes away. And even as a mother, like I've had to do the work with that, yeah. and you know that's oh god, like that. You know, there. I hope everyone one day experience getting to a mother, but to be a mother, because there is no greater feeling and. Um, your children, sorry, like like you just said about zero to fourteen. Yeah, what you do and stuff like you know is a real reflection of them. And I'm so grateful that my son and I have a good relationship. Yes, we've been through some testing times over the last couple of years and that with that teenage transition. Yeah. Um, but I'm so grateful for the relationship that we do have. And you know what? It, even with him, daddy issues come like when they're not yeah. around. Like it's it's challenging these days because it can be quite common for the father to be absent in children's lives and you absolutely see it um you know what I'm not a uh counselor for any of that stuff in any way but there is there is an absolute theme and I can look at the people who have don't haven't had fathers in their lives or whatever and the patterns and all the things that come out of that um, so having to do the work as a mum and a dad figure in a house yeah. can be challenging. And I'm like, my son definitely needs a male <laughs> yeah. figure in his life as well. So, yeah, mm. sorry, that that just went on a little tangent there. No, you're allowed to, you're allowed to get on one. <laughs> it's that cup of tea you're drinking. <laughs> the lemongrass and ginger. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, okay, so the premise of us, like, getting on the mic was to really talk about doing the work and being single and what it looks like in our 30s, what, like, what does dating look for, like for you right now? Like, <laughs> are you really going to ask me that? Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, or do you want me to kick off and start? Or are you okay? Well, hang on. Before you kick off, what does dating actually look like? 
In the 30s. Yeah. Well, actually, yeah. Maybe we talk about that first, like what dating looks like in your 30s because – you know, again, I think there's a stigma around, A, you're 30 and you're single. Like, I have had to really bite my tongue with some of my friends um, where they're like, it's just like every time I talk to some people, they want to ask me about, like, who I've dated and what dates I've been on. And it's like, it gets really tiring. It's like... Dude, I'm going to tell you. Like, if something amazing is happening, you're going to hear about it. Look, I post every element of my life on Instagram these days. You're probably going to see what I'm up to. Like, I don't see that going away anytime soon. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I just... It's just different. Like, when I was 20, I could go to the club and, like, talk to a guy (laughs) as I'm ordering probably a Malibu and pineapple juice. Or even ordering your uh, fillet of fish in the Macca's one at the end of the night. I miss those days. They were so simpler. They were. They were easy. But do you know what? I think, yes, I truly believe it would have been easier in the 20s. But I don't. I think things happened organically back then, where yeah. it was so much. There wasn't this pressure. Do you like me? Do you not like me? Like now mm. that okay. And guys, I'm sorry. I'm not the advocate for online dating, so you're not going to get anything positive out of me. But Christy will I'll take the lead gaps. on that one. But I think too, we didn't have that element, so you naturally had to find proper, genuine connection with people face-to-face and you could see how someone was and you'd get a feel if you liked them, mm. you know, straight away than going back and forth online and on so or social media even. Mm. But I think um, what the challenge we face now is there's so much because of society and all it does and the Instagram models and all that, there's yeah. so much pressure around women about how they look in that, that mm. even got – it's confusing fucking the males because yeah. they're like – what does she look like without a filter? <laughs> <laughs> or that orange filter? Everybody's orange at the moment. What the fuck's with that? Yeah. <laughs> Every time I go on Instagram and see somebody, they've got some orange filter where their skin looks orange. Does it even look tan? Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm not getting on one about that tonight. But. I, d- I just have to say, there's something about, like, there was, a, like, like, love got harder to find. Mm. When sex got media. easier to have. Yeah, you're right, though. Well, it's easy. You can swipe right if you want to get laid, like on Tinder. Let's be realistic. And yeah. then somebody can be at your house in 10 minutes. Not that I've ever done that, guys, but I do have a couple of friends that have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, that's what it comes down to. It's like... But also, too, I think there's an unrealistic expectation around sex as well because, like, some of the podcasts I've been listening to this year have been around, like, the porn industry. And, you know, like, kids today... Um, they, they're learning sex ed through watching porn, like going on RedTube. But then that's unrealistic because that's not how normal people have sex. Well, I don't know. Is there something wrong with me? I'm not fucking having sex like a porn star. <laughs> I, uh, like, <laughs> like, again, but I think... What she's trying to say, guys, is don't whip people on the first date. Yeah. It's not cool. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, it's like, even if I think about that and, like, some of the sexual experiences, like the last couple I had um, before I chose to go celibate for four years, which... Yeah. has a whole other story. We're, like, really traumatic where... I think maybe there was something wrong with the last sexual experience that I had had prior to that celibacy. But, again, that's another layer to it where he did something really fucking shitty and I was like, what the fuck? Like, again, that's another layer of 
dating today mm. and online sexuality maybe? Yeah. I don't know. And I think, too, as well, like a lot, you know, and I was that person, like you jump into relationships from a really young age yeah. and now it can be like people are together from 15 into their early 20s, they quickly get married, they buy the house, they have kids in that and then they're coming into their 30s because that's all gone pear-shaped because you were still young, you're trying to figure life out, fucking heal from your trauma, work on all, do the work, to work on your shit and all that and then all these people are coming into their 30s and haven't dealt with anything and then they're projecting it to other people and people are then going well actually maybe this is fucking normal to be treated like this Mm. or maybe this is normal like how everyone's just got problems and stuff like that so i i personally find it more challenging but i feel like there are still plenty of people out there that are waiting for us <laughs> you know but i think well what did we read the other day you gotta go through the trash to get to the diamonds oh i love that <laughs> that's what apparently like online dating apps are like is like there's diamonds there apparently but you got to get through all the trash first which is what i'm trying to navigate at the moment i'm like trying to um give online dating a go um because I've read a few actual articles on LinkedIn of all places on meeting people online and I was always really against it because I think that there is um, you miss that genuine connection when you're trying to connect with somebody online and I feel like I've been on so many dates where they don't look like the person that I swiped (laughs) right on or like or like because you're only you're almost in your mind making up what you think this person's going to be like and then you meet them in person and they're way different as well so there's layers to that but then these articles that I've been reading about online dating it's like I'm not in a like we're we're drinking tea recording a podcast on a Saturday night it's not like I'm down at like burly you know you know having some drinks and connecting with men so what is that look like for me because I'm not prepared to be 40 at home and single yeah with a cat 20 <laughs> cats <laughs> um you know what I think I had Christy knows I've given the online dating thing a go she like picks the worst apps though listen, by the way I do <laughs> on and off but do you know what the first part to me, because I thrive on genuine connection with people, I can connect with people at coffee stores, you know, just walking down the street, whatever, and that's important to me, that I found online dating made me such a judgy person, and I'm not judgy, yeah. because I you all you have is face value, and you're sure. just swiping them away, going, like... It's like trash. Because one of his eyebrows looked funny. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you, babe. Oh. I think everybody's like that too. And if they say they're not, they are. Because I've been there. Yeah. And you might go, oh, I do that now with um, someone on Bumble at the moment. So I'm on Hinge and Bumble. And I actually like the concept of Hinge, but there's not enough potential candidates on that app. So I had to go kind of branch out and go onto Bumble as well. You're not getting me back on Tinder. That is not happening. But Bumble, I've been doing that. If their star sign, and I know it's not a natal chart, but if if their star sign is a star sign I know that doesn't work well with me, I'm like, nah, later. (laughs) You're getting a swipe left. Because, again, it's like I almost know. It's like why even entertain something if it's not even aligned to what I'm trying to look for right now? Yeah, that's so true. And I think – 
how people portray themselves in those mm. forums can be very different for how they interact face to face, which is my biggest thing. I'm like, you're all just chatty Cathy all mm. through, you know, in my DMs and stuff, and you're not even able yeah. to string a sentence together face to face. Um, and then you get the heroes who are like, yeah. <laughs> are you down to fuck? Yeah. Like, you know, or, you know. And I don't said that to me in a while. <laughs> 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 don't disregard the guys, though. And you know what? And us women are so judgy because I know people who, yeah. um, some some friends who, females, who will, if he's like, hey, how's your day going? Or how's it going? Or what are you up to? Just a basic open question. They're like, nah, that's like, because really? they're not, yeah, because they're not whacking out a quote or something to draw you in. I'm like, honey, you're oh. being like. That is judgy. That, if somebody whipped a quote out to me, that'd be nice. I even find it hard to get a response sometimes. I almost think that they must think I'm just catfishing or something. Yeah. I don't know. It's just really interesting. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I hear you. I'm still not 100% in on online dating. And, look, I know a few people that have, got, like, successfully met somebody, yeah. gotten married. I know somebody that's had a baby. You know, and I think it's an amazing platform, especially for people that are introverts as well. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's like I think for people like you and I who are extroverted and we thrive off meeting people, it makes it really difficult, especially because we know exactly what we want as well. Yeah, that's mm. yeah, so true. Um, and there are positives, and this is not a conversation to be like, ah, oh, don't do it, tap out yeah. or whatever, um, because I've heard some great success from it from people as mm. well, and some people love it. And you know what? I've got a friend who uses it for just to get back out into the market and yeah, yeah. to start building her self confidence to just string a sentence together with a guy and good. know that she, you know, that she can have that connection. You know, she's been through a divorce and stuff like that, got a few kids, so it's just her way of going online. You know, mm. online dating and going on dates to build that confidence um which is awesome mm. so christy you proactively help yourself <laughs> with dating where your friend here is just inactive and does nothing and hopes i'm that i'm that meme guys where it says just hanging out on the couch waiting for the love of my life to break in <laughs> like what do you do what do you do if you don't want to do online dating like it's yeah. just not your vibe you're not really into going out anymore in yeah. saying that though we did go to japanese last night we did sit at the bar we had a freaking yeah. awesome chat with just people like I think you need to find, and this is us reflecting on our 20s, yep, you can go out and get ratchet as hell. Yeah. Absolutely, you can take somebody home. Um, but the next day is awkward as fuck. You know that. No, it's no. nothing, you know. Oh, I don't know. Well, because for me, I just energetically, I connect with people and I just can't, I couldn't do that anymore. Like, I just, I don't know. It's just not my jam. Yeah. I feel like I have to intellectually connect with somebody because that's what actually builds connection for me. Yeah. I love somebody that's going to, like, you know, challenge me in an intellectual way through conversation and actually being a decent human being. Mm. Like, kindness to me is a big deal now. Yeah. Whereas, like... If I and I still see myself doing it, the people I'm attracted to, like guys, and you know my type, like <laughs> they are no good for me whatsoever. Mm. But it's nice to see that I've evolved past that, but I can still see that kind of shows up sometimes. Like yeah. I'll be like, oh yeah, I'll see him. And I'm like, he's a hottie, and I'm like, oh my god, he is so bad for me. <laughs> he is getting swiped left, like, you know, at the end of the day. So mm. yeah, look, it's yeah. 
all I'm going to say about online dating is that it's difficult, but I don't think it has to be. It's what you make it, right? I think that I've met some really cool people Mm. um, on online dating, probably people that don't want a girl as a friend. (laughs) I could have absolutely friend-zoned a few of them and... Um, yeah, I don't think they're into that because I think they're also looking for somebody as well. Um, but I've also met a ton of guys that are just no good. Yeah. No good at all. That's all I'm going to say. So I don't know what this looks like for even for myself moving forward as well. Mm. Like, you know. And just on that note of online dating, ladies, the male friends do talk about you going over to their house in 15 minutes <laughs> after swiping. Which way does it swipe? See, I'm so done with it. When you're Have accepting. you matching? Swipe right. <laughs> swipe right. Yeah. Because it's actually setting up the standard for the rest of the people who are genuinely yeah. trying to take online dating seriously. Like I've got a guy mate who's like really busy person in his life and if he just needs to get down, he knows he can go on Tinder and there'll be someone on there who will come over or vice versa. Yeah. And that's the challenge with that online dating because there's two sides to it where people yeah. are purely using it for sex yeah, and then people are genuinely nothing, out there. And I think there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Like, again, like a few do just... Do you, you, boo. Yeah, do you, boo. <laughs> 100%. Um, but, yeah, it's... It, it, I don't know. I think everything's energy, right? That's how I look at everything now. And if I'm giving energy to somebody else, I need to get something in return. And Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think when we're talking about still being single in your 30s, what are you doing about it? Yeah, not much. Mm. Um, but <laughs> I, I think a big thing for me that I've learned, and I'm only just delving into this, is about, like, you know, if you don't want to go out to the club or the bar or whatever or drinking and it's not your jam... Because I still think it's so nice, and Christy and I speak about all the time about us getting dressed up. We love mm. getting prettied up, going out, having a few nice drinks. But, you, you know, when you're, you're about to call the tequila shots, it's time to go. <laughs> it was last night at midnight. Last night I was like, yeah. <laughs> time to go. Time to go. Yeah. Um, so absolutely being out with that. But something I'm sort of delving into at the moment and I think is great is community. Yeah. So there are so many different communities that you can – be a part of or get you know whether it's gym like find something that you're passionate about and gives back to you at the same time because you just never know who you're going to meet um and I've recently joined a community where I'm meeting so many different people I leave there and I'm like this is great even if even if I've only left with you know something knowledge you know new knowledge or whatever or just really great connection with people it's still great so there's so much community out there that you can join up that you're passionate about where Mm. you can absolutely meet people without having to have tequila shots yeah totally you can do that after the honeymoon period yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay so I have one final question for you so what and this is going to be a big one as well (laughs) (laughs) so what type of man are you calling him oh god don't ask me that (laughs) (laughs) well like what what like because you've done the work right so you're you've done the work and you're really um you've cultivated happiness where you're at right now so what are some of the um values you're seeking in a significant other yeah 
So I think there's still work. Okay, so when I'm talking about online dating, that's one thing. But dating in general, even if someone set me up, I'm still doing some work around my, I don't know what it is. I am a confident woman. I have great communication skills. I can talk to anybody, even after my mother, because I was like that when I was like Mm. under five. But with something when it's a guy who's hot, (laughs) I still get awkward. And then I'm not able to string a sentence together and I get all, which is so crazy. Um, And I think, too, that's still getting in my own head and so there's still some work to do around there. Is that a bad thing, though? Yeah, maybe not. Like, I'm not an awkward person, but you could could see me. Like, I'm like... You're very confident. I am. And then if someone's really great is chatting to me and we're having this conversation, he's like, how are you going? And I'm like, do you like bread? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll make you potato bacon. <laughs> Do you like potatoes? <laughs> Something ridiculous, you know what I mean? So I know I'm trying to figure that out, what that is. Um, I don't know what it is. But um, back to your question. Yeah. I think for me it is. And me having to do all that work and that absolute self-love and knowing myself and what my needs are. Like I don't need a knight in shining armour. My shit is good. Yeah. I don't need someone coming in and you. fixing anything. There is nothing to be fixed in my life. My oh. life is fucking great. Um, so I'm not like I'm not looking for that. So he just needs to compliment my life and you know, those same values of simple what you said before is about kindness. Like, I need someone kindness and not kind to me. How you treat the fucking waiter is important. Yeah. You know, those little gestures and things. And I think he needs to be good with his own stuff because I ha- I do, and past patterns, have attracted people with a lot of baggage mm-hmm. um, and a lot of shit that they needed to work on. And it's okay if you've still got some shit to work on. I'm not like, don't be, you know, or whatever. Um And I think just a good outlook on life, having morals and values that are important, even though just little things like good work ethic, please come with a great sense of humour. Like literally being funny is great for me. Um, And I think those values of being an authentic and genuine human is so important to me. And I think just being worldly, you know, Mm -hmm. those kind of things. And I think it's it's traits that I see in myself that are positive traits is what I want to reflect in in a mirror And I can tell you now the people I was attracting like beyond eight years ago was a mirror of me. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I was, not to go back again, but I was an asshole to men. Like I gave off, like I was, would go out drinking and I'd be an asshole. So people would be an asshole to me. Like it's just like a mirror and you would be reflecting that. So now I'm no, I'm not, you know, in anything like that. So Mm. yeah, it's, you know what, I think sometimes as women, and I, and I have got someone of late who showed me their list, guys, like asking for whether you want them to be blonde or brunette. This is actually for this was a woman who was doing this. Like it, it doesn't really come down to that because yeah. it really it comes is. down to those characteristics of them as a human being, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and I've done the list. <laughs> the list of... <laughs> me too, babe. Yeah, what job, how much money, all that nonsense. But it comes because then it's a new journey for you and you guys grow together and you freaking build one another up to become the best virgins of yourself. 100% agree. That's beautiful, babe. What about you? Um, I like how you just deflected really quickly. Yeah, I was like, I'm done talking about this. (laughs) You go. I I put her on the spot. Um, I've I've curated my list, so I've been doing a lot of work this year. Um, I'm five months into a manifestation course and um, doing a lot of daily reprogramming exercises with subconscious and creating positive new neural pathways. And that's been a real big game changer for me this year. And... um, 
I one of the courses that I worked through um, at the beginning, I chose to use a relationship as my um, like I suppose you know what the, the manifestation I wanted to bring into my life this year, and. Um, for me, I've written the list. It's like quite specific, not down to hair color. That's not really my jam. Again, it's kind of like I don't really care what he like what color your hair is, as long as you're a good person. So for me, um, as I would love somebody to mirror um, their like their comf- like their confident, they've got high self worth because that's where I'm at. Um, that they are really caring they display kindness that they there has to be that health and well-being element for me like Mm. I'm such a wellness geek so that person has like I couldn't have somebody that just wants to hang out and watch Netflix like I can't even you know I never have time to do that so I want to be able to enjoy life with this person but you know something that's really important for me is it's not even being in masculine energy and you know um I know we kind of touched on this throughout the episode today right masculine versus feminine energy I feel like I used to be in my masculine energy a lot and I really try to embody more of that feminine energy Mm. now I think it's really important and I think for me stepping out of the corporate world last year has allowed me to cultivate more of that feminine energy um it's not that I need the freedom that comes with a relationship because of the masculine energy the freedom Um, that somebody gives me helps me to be my best self and I think it's really important that that this person allows me to be really creative share what I already share online they want to support my hopes and dreams building my business like all of those key things and they're not going to overshadow what I'm doing either but Mm. I don't want them to be in my shadow if that makes sense like they need to be my equal yeah so that was a really long answer to your question. But I think you said something that really great in there, which is so key, is yes, everyone craves connection on that, mm. you know, that level you're talking about. But ultimately, at the end of the day, we just want to be loved and accepted for who we are. Oh, beautiful. That's what it's about. 100%. Oh, because if yeah. you've done the work and you have got to that moment where you are like, hand on your heart, I'm fucking good. Mm. And all I do, and I'm not saying in myself to the rest, like I give back to the world and I'm a good human, then all I want is someone to love and accept that as well. Ah, guess what, babe? That was like your mic drop moment (laughs) to end our episode today. That is, but that is exactly, and I just, I couldn't have said it better myself. I think that is what, you know, being in any relationship is all about. It's being loved and appreciated for who you are and somebody adding value to your life rather than, completing you at the end of the day thanks so much for listening to this episode if you like what you hear then please rate review and subscribe where you love to listen or you can connect with me via social at bound for beauty and that's beauty with an e i'll see you next time